Welcome back to more Real Talk with Big John. I want to talk about something today that uh, I almost don't want to because I've preached on it before, and I feel like at times this is a this is a cop out. But I got to be honest with you. There's there's been something in my spirit here lately about the necessity of being thankful and the necessity of worship, and and. These two are most certainly not mutually exclusive, and I believe that they go hand in hand. I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to be an ESV here. I'm going to be reading about uh, the power of worship done in spirit and in truth, and I'm going to be doing, uh, well, you'll just see. So in Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 11, so setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Sumatharus, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which was leading, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to the riverside, where there was supposed, where we were supposed where we supposed there was a place of prayer. I'm sorry. And we sat down and spoke to, to the women who had come together. One, of the, one who heard was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come stay at my house. Actually, it says there, Come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. And while we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These are men and servants of the Most High God, who proclaimed to you the way of salvation. And she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore their garments off them and gave them orders to beat them with rods. And when they had afflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into the prison, ordering the jail, uh, excuse me, when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. He received this order, and he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet to stocks. Now, a little backstory. Uh, you know that Paul and Barnabas had, uh, prior to Paul and Silas, had been on mission trips together, and they disagreed on John Mark. And with the disagreement being one that they couldn't get past, uh, John, Mark, and Barnabas went together, and Paul and Silas went together into this this next mission trip. Now, uh, 
man, there's so much in here, and and I I, I don't know how much of this I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put in this one episode. But I want you to put yourself in their shoes. One of the things that I tell my daughters, I tell my wife, my Sunday school class, and anybody that I that I minister to at all, I, I say, look, this this isn't made up stories with uh, about superheroes or super Christians. This is real people who went through very real times and they were really scared they were really upset they really had uh, uh, doubt at times there were things that were going on with them just like going with you and this is how they handled it and sometimes they didn't handle it well and sometimes they handled it exceptionally well and we've got the the record of that so uh put yourself in their shoes you've been on some mission trip You've been on several mission trips. You've seen some bad things. You've also seen some good things. This one's starting out good. You've done, you've done, seen some uh, conversions. You've got people who are welcoming you into their house. It looks like we're going to have the start of a church. Now you're being uh, vexed by a uh, possessed girl. What does he do? He casts a demon out of her. Looks like that would have caused or been caused for fear and worship and celebration. Looked like somebody would have said. Well, praise God, there was a possessed woman who's now been made free. You would think. You would think. But what 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 we see is that the love of money was one greater than the love of this girl's well-being. And that's entirely different, an entirely different thought process. I just want you to understand what Paul and Silas were probably going through in their spirit. Now what, Lord? We've been uh, wrongfully accused. These are Roman so Paul, at least, is a Roman citizen, so he's been wrongfully accused, right? He hasn't been allowed to speak his case. He's been stripped. They've been beat. They've been put in, in jail, and not just jail, but the inner jail, what we call in the South, under the jail. So they're wrongfully accused. They're beaten, and now they're chained. What would you do? That's the question. What would you do, whoever's listening, if you're watching, this is being filmed as well as being recorded, what is your response to that? To my great shame, probably wouldn't have been the next thing that happened. As we were going to the place of prayer, oh, I'm sorry, we're uh, in 24, now we're going to 25, about midnight, now we're, we're in the middle of the night. We've been there all night. We're starting into the morning. Who knows what the day holds, right? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now, I understand the praying part because I have a feeling that's what I'd have been doing. I'd have been crying out to God, Why me, Lord? Please deliver me. Please deliver me, Lord. The way you delivered Peter, please deliver me. But I got to think that, that these prayers probably started that way i believe they ended in thanksgiving i'm going to do another podcast about the power and the and the the worship that comes out of a thankful heart okay so they're praying and singing hymns to god and the prisoners were listening to them i want you to pay attention to everything that happens here the prisoners were listening to them the world is watching and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. 
The jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself. Boy, now there's some love, isn't there? There's some grace. The man who just spent the day beating me and fastening my chains to the basement floor probably talked all manner of junk to me. Paul cared about him enough to say, Don't harm yourself. Just saying. For we're all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out before and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they, and they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved in your household. Let me stop right there for a second. Paul and Silas didn't have some uh, nominal worship service where they sang 50 verses of the same 17 words over and over again. All of you out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, they were singing psalms and they were praying. They were singing thanksgivings to God. There's like 19 or 20 psalms of thanksgiving. So it's a pretty good bet out of the 150 psalms that they chose to pick. There's a good chance one of them was about thanksgiving. So, the prisoners are watching this. Y'all, the world is watching how we respond. This goes as deep as you want it to go. It's for me, every time I read this, every time I think about this, I, I get another layer. It's like an onion. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper and stronger and stronger. A couple things that we'll talk about before, before this gets very long the world was watching. The response of the child of God was not to act like the rest of the world, but it was one of praise and thanksgiving and prayer. The next thing is God shows up. God moved. God broke the, fa the chains loose of Paul and Silas, right? No. Everybody's chains were broken. This is the part that is still bewilders me to this day. How are you going to have a jail full of convicts all at one time freed from their chains and they stay? They stay. There's something about God's people praising God that the world takes notice and they stay. They got to know, what must I do to be saved? Many times whenever I've, I've spoke on this, that's, that seems to be where I've, I've always focused it on, is how your prayer and your thanksgiving and your, and, your, and your reaching out to God causes other people to ask the question, how can I, how can I be saved? But, but these days, sometimes I'm thinking different. I'm thinking different. What if, what if none of that would have happened Paul and Silas's praise and worship would still been God-honoring, and God would have still been worthy of that praise and that worship, even if they stayed in jail. God chose, however, in that moment of worship, in that moment of praise and thanksgiving, to show up and set the captives free, literally and spiritually. So I challenge you today. I ask you the question.
where you at? Can your praise and your worship to God be the thing that changes the rest of your life and somebody else's around you? Instead of becoming the type of person that gets the mully grubs whenever things don't go right, what if you became the kind of person who praised God in the midst of your midnight hour jail cell and saw the miraculous happen? And saw the miraculous happen. I know so many times we talk about signs and wonders. So many times we talk about these things follow the believers. That's what the world was watching. The world was watching what happens when the believers get together and act different. Y'all, this is deep. I had just barely touched the surface of it, but I try my best to keep these short. So I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to pray. And whenever we finish praying, I'm going to ask you in the comment section or through email or however it is you have a way to comment that you take and add anything that I left behind. Then if you know anybody who needs to know the Lord, that you praise God and you worship God for them when they're not. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you move. Lord, I ask that you move on the lost. Lord, that you... Uh, Lord, that you keep those that you've called by your perfect grace, that you keep their minds at peace. God, that you be in the center of the storm, that you be with us in our darkest dungeon, and that we recognize that you're there, and that we give you glory and honor because you're worthy of it, regardless of the situation that we find ourselves in, God. You're worthy of the praise. You're worthy of the glory. You're worthy of the honor. I love you today, Lord, and I thank you. I praise your holy name, Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Y'all, it's been real. I'm, it's been real talking. I'm Big John.